In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When I think of what we are aiming for in this season of Lent, I'm reminded of words that come at the end of every verse of one of our Eucharistic hymns. The words go like this. Thou didst give thyself for me, now I give myself to thee. There's a lot encapsulated in that. Thou didst give thyself for me, now I give myself to thee. This sums up nicely, I think, our goal, which we hope to reach at the end of our Lenten Road at Easter, 40 days plus five Sundays from now. First of all, the first part of that verse, thou didst give thyself for me. We know that intellectually, but we often forget about it or don't take it to heart. So that's one of the purposes of Lent. On Palm Sunday, we pray that we may contemplate those mighty acts whereby God in Christ has given us life and immortality. At church, we're sometimes reminded, of course, of of these mighty acts, but Lent is a time to be thinking, we hope every day, about how God has acted in Christ to save us, so that we will be not only aware of that, but thankful for that and build our lives in thankfulness for that. We remember, first, the Lord's incarnation. We started focusing on that in Advent. And Paul, St. Paul, alluded to this in today's epistle when he said that God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. It expresses the inexpressible that the the incarnate Lord God in the flesh took on our human nature. He came down so that he might raise us up. He became human so that we might reflect the divine, so that we might share in the very life of God and love as God loves. Wow, that would be enough in and of itself to focus on in Lent. But we also focus on other mighty acts. Chronologically, the next thing, of course, is the Lord's earthly ministry in which he shined the divine light in the midst of this dark world. He healed the sick, raised the dead, brought good news to the poor, recovery of sight to the blind. He freed the oppressed and released the captives. He showed us the nature of God and the power of of God. He came to show us how much God loves us and how God wants us to reflect the divine love in our lives. Jesus, in his earthly life, brought the kingdom of God near his people and proclaimed a whole new day. So mighty acts during his earthly life. But then, toward the end of Lent especially, we focus on what came next, the Lord's passion or suffering and his death 
And that way of the cross that he followed shows us a different way to live, different than the way the world often operates. It shows us a way of peace. It shows us a way of forgiveness of others. He forgave others for what they had done to him. He did not forsake others even when they forsook him. It's a, if you will, supernatural way of love. Christ going all the way to the cross is a model for us, is a sign for us of a new way that God makes possible. And we're reminded of, of, of that possibility especially when then we celebrate the Lord's resurrection, at the end of, especially at the end of this Lenten season at Easter. Just as Jesus' disciples walked with the risen Christ, so we are enabled to walk with him in newness of life, and we are empowered in our baptism by the Holy Spirit. So the, this just is an overview of those mighty acts whereby we have received life and immortality, and Lent calls on us to become more aware of these marvelous works of God, which continue into our own day. Really a way of enhancing our sight, our ability to perceive God's goodness, God's hand in the past and in the present, which promise wonderful things for the future. We're encouraged in Lent to pray, including prayerful study of the Bible and other readings to make us aware of these mighty acts. We're encouraged to fast, to put aside those things that get in the way that might distract us from spending more time consciously aware of the presence of God, the mighty acts of God, the will of God. And our goal in all this is to gain a heartfelt sense of God's goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people and to foster the thanksgiving which goes with that. So that's the first part of our Lenten challenge, to focus on how God in Christ gave himself for us. The second part of the challenge is our giving ourselves to God. And this involves, of course, prayerfully reflecting on our lives and particularly on how we have fallen short of being what an old Eucharistic prayer calls a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice to God. All of us have fallen short of a total self-offering, but we're, we're encouraged to move toward that, to realize how we have not loved God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and not loved our neighbors as ourselves. And the purpose of this is not to feel bad about ourselves, but it's rather to lead to a new life. Repentance means turning around 180 degrees, opening ourselves up to a new way, to a different path, so that we might love as Christ loved us. God will show us how we might give ourselves in the spirit of Christ 
if we let him. He will show us what form of giving we need to be more involved in. And giving, we learn in the gospel, is really the path to life. You know, the world tells us, please yourself, have a good time, relax. Well, there's nothing wrong with having a good time, but we, we need to live not just for ourselves, but for Christ. And that means giving to others. I've seen two examples lately of retired people, more than two, but I'm thinking of two in particular, retired people who you might think would just be taking it easy, you know, living for pleasure and so on. And yet they're constantly doing things that other people might think, gosh, that's onerous. For example, we've got a member here that the dean commended at uh, Sunday's 7.30 service. Someone who is here early, 6.30 on Sunday morning, he's often here late, he does all sorts of jobs for the church. I mean, his, it seems like half his retirement is spent working for the church. <laughs> I think also about a Presbyterian clergyman who's retired, who spends a lot of time helping an elderly woman who is less and less able to do for herself, to take care of her own business. He's a friend. You might say, just a friend. He's not family. She doesn't have much close family, and yet he is always doing her business. And You know, I, I remarked to him, about, that's wonderful. You really have done so much. And he said, well, you know, you don't know what she's done for me in the past. And he said, isn't that what it's about? You know, when you give, you receive. It's a countercultural way. It's a Christian way. And even those of us who are not retired, whatever we do, Lent gives us a chance to think about how our daily lives are part of the context of our relationship to God and God's world, that how, wh however we live, it's an offering, or we need to think about it that way and let it become that, turning it over to him for, to make the most of it. So the good news on Ash Wednesday and every day is that God will enable us to change. God will enable us to start mirroring more than ever Christ's sacrifice, his love, in our own lives. He will put our hearts in the right place. He will help us focus on the right treasure. I'm reminded of a little bit of a Sewanee song, University of the South, Thou Canst Make Me Worth the While. That's an, a heartening thing that God can make all of us worth the while. Because of this wondrous thing we celebrate today, this wondrous good news, this divine love and power, as Paul says, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Thanks be to God.
dear people of God, the first Christians observed with great devotion 